Ruthless Talk community, good morning, afternoon, evening, or wherever the hell you are in the world. And whenever you're tuning in to this video, my name is James Porcelli. And I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to episode number 21. That's right, 2-1 of Ruthless Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, and our, uh, today, second second pay per view review. If I'm right, second, second pay per view one. review. That yeah. is right, Brian. Today is Sunday, and today is like you said, Brian. It is our second pay per view review as we are talking WWE Elimination Chamber mm-hmm. from last night. But this is not just any ordinary v- review today. If you see the board behind me, no. Today, ladies and gentlemen, is another edition our second edition of the good the bad and the ugly so before we get into all of this because there is a lot to get into this pay-per-view a lot was buzzing yesterday uh in of course the montreal crowd the main event between roman and sammy edge and beth you name it there was a lot that happened uh in this Mm -hmm. pay-per-view last night but before we get into that and before we get into the rules and the uh how this review is going to play out of course if you guys are new to this platform if you guys have missed our first uh edition um of the good the bad and the ugly we will explain that in just a few moments but i do want to mention uh in this cold open about another event that happened um last night and that was with new japan pro wrestling and Sasha Banks, aka now she's known as Mercedes Monet, as she won the IWGP Women's uh, Women's World Title uh, last night. I believe they were in San Jose, California, for the event. I forgot the name of the event, so my apologies mm-hmm. there. But yeah, she wins. She wins the IWGP Women's Title, and she's pretty much, guys, the face of that women's division in, in Japanese professional wrestling and right it's kind of bittersweet brian because I, I, listen this is i am i don't think it's no secret to many people on this platform they know me pretty well that i'm a pretty big sasha banks fan i've been a sasha banks fan mm-hmm. for uh ever since she started in nxt ever since she started that boss character i knew yep. that there was something different about her what i mean by different is that she held herself to a different standard her confidence and just how talented she really was but it's unfortunate then vince mcmahon really never truly saw that especially the way you see vince mcmahon has booked charlotte flair um and even Mm -hmm. you know a becky lynch and i like becky lynch a lot you know and and, in others and then you had sasha banks who yes had her moments here and there but was hardly really given the time of day if she largely the forgotten one title picture You know, she was thrown into an irrelevant women's tag division with Bailey. Um, they took the titles off of them at Mania. They got upset, you know, for the right reasons. They come back and they're like, okay, we're going to put you now with Naomi. We're going to make build a tag division for you guys, make the championships, uh, you know, relevant. And that went off the deep end as well. They were pretty much lied to. If you guys have heard previous episodes mm-hmm. about that, you guys know where I'm coming from. And it's and it's it's sad that Vince McMahon has dropped the ball or this company as a whole has dropped the, the ball on this woman and she took a bet on herself. We we talked about Cody Rhodes 
going from AEW to WWE. Well, sure. Sasha Banks, Mercedes Hernando, Mercedes Monet is doing the same thing. She's taking a huge bet on herself and she is becoming we're slowly becoming getting that same, you know, that same treatment that we've always wanted to see her get that she never got in WWE. And it's so good yeah. to see her get this moment <clears throat> and putting on a tremendous match with Kyrie or Kyrie Zane, if you guys know her from WWE. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course, Mercedes had to win this match. This was her first match, a part of mm -hmm. New Japan. So there was no way she couldn't have walked out uh, without that title uh, last night. But yeah, she it's so like I, it's it's like I said, Brian, I'm going to get to your thoughts about um, this whole situation with Mercedes as uh, it's just it's bittersweet because I'm happy for her. I will always as a fan personally, I will follow this woman wherever she goes as you know, and follow follow along on her journey. But it is bittersweet because this is the type of booking that she should have gotten in WWE, you know, years ago now where this title reign goes and how relevant she can make this title and how well, how well new Japan books, the wrestlers remains to be seen and what, she, where she goes from here. Um, but it is a shame just to see this limelight that she's already getting, you know, the buzz that she's getting being in, being in uh, wrestling in new Japan. And, you know, you just look at her career in AEW and just like, like, you know, what if, what if Vince McMahon mm -hmm. would have given her, that chance. And I understand guys. So it's like, Oh, well she got title reigns and she got this and that. But I mean, but guys, three of her title reigns, she held it for literally less than a month. That's not my personal opinion, guys. That is a fact that is yeah. criminal. That is an atrocity. And, and it's, it's, it, you know, and I always say the same thing with Charlotte. It's like, I understand Charlotte flair is good. I understand Becky is good, but when it comes to Charlotte flair, like what makes her that much better than Sasha Banks? Like I would love to know that, and for, and I never hear <laughs> an accurate, an accurate answer at all, and and that's what I mean, you know. But Brian, I'm gonna send this off to you. I've done enough talking, at least for now. Um, your <laughs> thoughts about Mercedes Monet, her winning the championship, um, and you know where do you think she goes from here? Maybe does she? You see her wrestling. You know, obviously there's a, um, a working business relationship with New mm -hmm. Japan and AEW. So does yeah. you know, does Mercedes Monet in the future wrestle in AEW, or you know, or does she just wrestle in the, just wrestle, continue to wrestle overseas with New Japan and stay away from the, the WWE and AEW spotlight? Who knows? It depends on what she wants. So, but yeah, your thoughts, Brian, on on Mercedes Monet and uh, where do you think she goes from here? The floor is yours. Take it away. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said. Um... You know, uh, if you, uh, I think our first episode probably, you know, I mentioned, you know, with just this podcast and what we're trying to do and just kind of explained a little bit where I was coming from with it. Like, I'm always going to be a fan of the wrestlers and, you know, appreciate what they do and, and the toll it takes on them personally, mentally, physically, and, you know, all that stuff entailed. So I love when, a, you know, I see a wrestler um, and there's been been quite a, a, a number of them here over the last, you know, five or so years that have kind of done this. Um, but I, I love it when I see a wrestler bet on themselves and and then go make it um, because, yeah, I mean, in all honesty, how, how long has she been gone now from WWE? Was that last summer or was it two summers ago? I want to say it was last summer. Last I don't think summer. it was so, that long, but yeah, it was definitely not quite a summer. year yet. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, but so most people like in her position, right? At the time, you go back a year ago. I mean, yes, you had AEW, but if you're in one of those two companies, right? You're you're pretty much sitting at the top of the wrestling industry, right? So I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people out there that would be like, you know. Yeah, I'm okay with what I got. I'm I'm this is what I wanted to do. I'm making decent money. I'm whatever, you know. And and I'm not saying that's wrong, you know, more power to you. You know, everybody's in a different situation, you know. They got they got kids to feed, man. <laughs> um but when a when a wrestler feels and and Mercedes Monet's case and Cody Rhodes and John Moxley um in their case, when they know they're better, way better than what they've been given, right? And they are like, you know, nah, screw this. I'm gonna, I'm going out there and I'm gonna sink or swim. And when they succeed, you know, I just, yeah, I love those stories, man. So much respect to Mercedes Monet, man. I didn't see the match. I kind of read about it, saw some still photos. Yeah, it, was um, a, it was a tremendous match. They let these ladies yeah. go, guys, for 25 minutes. Yeah, and right. Like, I mean, honestly, it was it was a tremendous match. I mean, guys, it's Kyrie Zane and it's it's Sasha Banks. I mean, we shouldn't yeah. we shouldn't be shocked. So yeah, no ma major props to her and pr props to Kyrie as well. Like, I don't want to leave her out. Sure. Of this of this situation, like you know, if you guys know how talented Kyrie Zane is, and she's such a sweetheart. You know, they embraced in the ring and all that stuff. Um, you know, obviously Mercedes being the heel, the heel in this match, mm -hmm. um, you know, she played that heel tremendously. Um, but yeah, but Kyrie Sane also deserves all the, all the kudos in, in the world. It is a shame to see. I think she only held that title. I want to say less than around six months, which is kind of a shame, but of course in this situation, which is, it's unfortunate for her, but for, for, for Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, like I said, I mentioned earlier, there's no way you have her walk out of that building without holding that IWGP right. championship. You just can't. Sometimes timing is everything, man. I mean, it just, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know, great to see her in that position and, and succeeding yeah, where she goes from here, um, you know, uh, yeah, I would imagine, I don't know if it'd be anytime soon, but I would imagine if if this New Japan and AEW partnership continues, I'd imagine her seeing on AEW at some point. Um, other than that, you know, it just seems kind of like the, especially with like major stars like that, right? You know, though, like I, I expect her to be with New Japan, and I could be totally wrong. This is just me speculating, but I'd say like twelve to eighteen months, right? She'll be there for the next year, year and a half, and or primarily if she shows up on AEW, maybe. But I, I think she's going to go on a pretty damn good run here and continue, you know, continue to just build her stock and and yeah, we'll see where she's at in a year, year and a half. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's funny as you were talking about with AEW. It's funny this this also came into my mind is T, like Impact Wrestling and Mickey James. Mm -hmm. I would love to yeah. freaking see again, I, guys. Like I think of stuff and it just pops into my head, and I think like, wow, that can actually be really freaking cool. Mickey James, Mercedes. You know, listen. You know, um, you know. Obviously, they have that whole deal i think impact wrestling in new japan they have some sort right. of a forbidden door type of deal where they're gonna like i i guess makes i forgot what the type of deal was but it was uh um i guess some type of forbidden door type of maybe event or something or maybe they're just gonna start okay um 
you know, intertwined with not one another, or maybe they're finally going into business with one another or something like that. I'm not sure. Um, but again, but that just, and that's what popped into my head as I'm thinking about it, you know, Mickey James and Sasha Banks or Mercedes for that matter. If you give me a feud, you give me a legit feud between those two. Oh my God, Brian, are you kidding me? Uh, again, guys, that's the stuff that just pops into my head. So, um, but yeah, there's no doubt Mercedes deserves all of this and more, um, from everything that she's gone through from being, like I said, Brian, pretty much lied to, to this freaking company. And it's just a shame that Vince never saw anything in her. Um, and and this is where it's kind of had to come to where Sasha's just, um, at least as I can see it right now, I don't see her going back to WWE or any time for that matter, you know, for the foreseeable future. And it sucks because, you know, she, she's just so, I mean, cause she deserves that, that global spot spotlight, which is WWE. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that new Japan can't be that and new Japan, this is going to do nothing but elevate new Japan and women's wrestling there just for her being the face of that industry. Um, you know, but guy, and this is a lesson I also spoke before we get into this review and we'll, we'll get in, uh, get into this good and the bad and the ugly. Um, you know, guys always take a bet on yourself, whether you guys, like, if you know that you're the best at something, right, whatever job it is, like if you're a, a coach, if you're a teacher, if you're a doctor, if you're a fighter, fireman or whatever it is, right. And, and you know like you know that you're the best and you know that your situation is not where you want to be, you know, mm-hmm. you know, do something about it, you know, go with your heart, go with your gut and take a bet on yourself. Yes. Is there a risk involved in everything? You know, yes. Obviously Mercedes took a big risk of walking out with sure. Naomi and those titles, but yet sometimes the risk is worth the reward. Guys, mm-hmm. if you guys know within your heart you are the best at what you do, don't settle for less. And Mercedes Monet is the perfect example of that. And I couldn't be more happy to her or happy for her. Props to her. And I can't wait to see what she does next with New Same. Japan and the rest of her career. So, all right, guys, without further ado, it is time to get into WWE elimination chamber what everybody is talking about and that is the good the bad and the ugly now for newer viewers who have never seen this good and the bad and ugly review who didn't watch our first review which was the royal rumble a few weeks ago will allow me to fill you guys in so how this is going to work for every single match and i believe there was a total of five matches on this card Mm -hmm. um each match is going to get one tally okay one tally for every tally that is in that ugly column, that will be crossed off and count as two bads once we make the final tally. So Vince, Triple H, whoever the fuck is running WWE over there, you want to stay away from that ugly column because that's going to be a huge factor when we make those final tallies. Um, if something is great, like legit great that happened in this pay-per-view, I will literally put two goods in that good calm. Well, now James, well, why don't you have a great calm? Well, it's no secret guys. WWE over the last, you know, 10 to 20 years has not done consistently great shit. So until <laughs> that happens, unfortunately, you're not going to get a great column, but there is a good column. If there is great, 
you know, we will, I'll give it more than just one good um, if it's up to that level. Um, and right of on. course, there's no, there are no matches. Usually if there is a match in the kickoff show, we would go into a tiebreaker and we would decide on that match in the kickoff show. But unfortunately, uh, there was no match in the kickoff show. So if it does come down to a tie, then I will, me or Brian, if if one of our boards are tied, then we will make that final decision whether this was a good or bad pay-per-view. Should we get started, Brian? Should we do Absolutely. this? Absolutely. Yep. Let's get into it. Elimin- WWE Elimination Chamber, February 18th, 2023. In live in Montreal, good old Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Match number one was the women's elimination chamber match. This was to decide the number one contender for Bianca Belair's Raw Women's Championship. You had Asuka, Carmella, Raquel, Nikki Cross, Liv Morgan, and Natalia. Liv Morgan and Natalia, they start this match off. Uh, they're going back and forth. They're, you know, putting each other in the steel chains or in the steel chains of the chamber um, and all that stuff. Raquel is the first one uh, to come out of her pods. So the pods were um, or the remaining superstars in their pods were Raquel, Carmella, Nikki Cross and Asuka. Ra- uh, Raquel was the first to enter um, into this match. The next was Nikki Cross. Uh, Nikki Cross had a pretty pretty crazy spot as she ended up jumping mm-hmm. off of Carmella's pod onto pretty much everybody. That was the pretty much the, the first yeah. big spot of this match. Carmella enters in next. Um, she closes her pod to get away from Nikki. So she's playing that chicken shit type of heel. Nikki cross going her going freaking ballistic. Right. Um, another crazy spot as well was a uh, Raquel legit lifts Nikki up and literally sends her back first into I believe it was Carmella's pod sending her literally back head first into that pod crashing through. And that pretty much eliminated uh, Nikki cross into this match. Um, so she was the first one gone before Asuka. She makes her, um, her entrant into this match as she was the fourth and final competitor to enter the match. Um, Asuka's going to kill you chance started erupting <laughs> uh, in Montreal. Again, this, this crowd, this crowd, Brian, all night was just was just freaking amazing. I mean, you guys. I'll know, talk about them. Yeah, uh, you know, crowds in Canada and all, and of course, you know, those hot crowds just always, always just electric and on their feet. So it was really, really getting that that vibe and that electricity throughout absolutely the evening, throughout, throughout most of the night for sure. Um, Natalia was eliminated uh, via a super kick, um, kind of very simplistic. You know, being that the fact that this was Canada and the fact so kind of the one yeah. of the more simplistic type of eliminations out of everyone else. Um, but yeah, so, and then there was another, so it comes down to Natalia, Asuka, uh, Liv Morgan, and Carmella. Uh, this was before Natalia's elimination, I should say. They lock in, Natalia locks the sharpshooter onto Liv Morgan, and then Asuka locks in the arm bar onto Liv Morgan at the at <laughs> yeah. the same time. And I'm thinking she's going to tap out like this woman. And I'm thinking, well, she can't tap out in this situation because she just tapped out on Friday night against Asuka. So this was going to be interesting where she goes. And guys, they made this girl just said, fuck it. I'm just going to pass out. And she passes out and she loses this match. So, um, mm-hmm. and I like that. I like the fact that, you know, it, it makes Liv Morgan kind of stay face. So, 
Um, so I don't think Liv Morgan loses nothing from that. She goes out like a freaking champ. Again, shout out to Liv Morgan. Um, so yeah, so Liv passes out. And then, you know, like I mentioned earlier, Natalia went out uh, just shortly after. So now it's down to Carmella, Asuka, and Raquel, Raquel Rodriguez. Um, you know, so Raquel, uh, she gets eliminated. Asuka and Carmella with a series of, uh, of du- like a double team. You know, they, they're double teaming on Raquel in the situation where, you know, she's the, the bigger, stronger competitor out of the other two. And yeah, Raquel gets eliminated. And Brian, I, I was saying this, like I, I pretty much was a nervous wreck throughout this entire match because I mentioned this before all week. Like if Raquel wins this match, we knew mm-hmm. that Vince McMahon was still going to have, this was a Vince <laughs> McMahon type of booking decision. But right. if it was Asuka that came through, now we're thinking, okay, maybe Triple H actually finally has a set of balls mm. <laughs> and and is actually maybe making creative decisions here um and that's what happened man is and raquel she gets pinned and i'm thinking oscar's got this oscar's got this and it comes down to her and carmella there was one split second i think carmella hit oscar with a super kick and oscar yeah. literally legit kicks out of two and nine tenths and i'm thinking oh my god they i swear to because that's something wwe would do it's like oh Asuka's got sure. this because they're not going to give it to Carmella. And for a split second, you'd think that they're actually going to give it to Carmella. And I was about to lose my shit if that freaking happened. But thankfully, thankfully, it did not go down that way because, guys, Asuka <clears throat> taps out Carmella to her Asuka lock or the arm bar and wins this women's elimination chamber match as Asuka will be going on to WrestleMania to face Bianca Belair for the mm-hmm. Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania as this match was right about 20 minutes in length and yeah Asuka finally gets her freaking moment and she wins this chamber match Brian I'm going to have you start this off before I get into my tally the floor is yours take it away So I'm going to start off with uh you know since we got this uh good bad ugly list I'm going to go ahead it's mine's going to hopefully not be too confusing for the viewers out there but I'm going to right off the bat give a good to the crowd um, because, man, this that was that was attitude era crowd, man. Um, you know, the at one point hot, they I mentioned, the, yeah. yeah, and even uh, SmackDown on Friday night, like both crowds, like the entire time, man, I, I really give props to the crowd because, man, it just adds so much to the show. And, you know, you can tell the wrestlers feed off of it. And when they do like, that's what they're looking for, right? those kind of reactions and the crowd not leading them, but dictating where they go sometimes, like that's what they're looking for. And that's what makes them better. Right. So, you know, like, yeah, they said uh, the attendance was 7,250. All, uh, all seriousness, like by the sound of it, I thought it was double that. Like, I was like, Holy shit. It's only 17,000 people. That sounded like 35,000 people. And so right off the bat, I'm going to give a good for the Montreal crowd there. And I'm going to put this back here, see if it'll stay up there. Uh, I might have to move it. Anyway, so to the match, man. Um, Yeah, I thought it was a good match. Uh, Ultimately, the right person won. So, you know, however, however you get there, I guess I'll take it. Um. 
you know, there was just going into it. There were some members of the women, women's elimination chamber and even the men's maybe um, that, you know, I didn't really know why they were in there. But uh, yeah, like you said, Nikki Cross hit that first high spot. Um, you know, that was a pretty damn good spot. And then uh, later on in the match, uh, Liv actually had a sunset flip off the uh, off one of the pods. Yeah, yeah so that I was that a pretty good spot she there. Yeah, off of Oscar's, I believe it was off Oscar's pop. She legit guys hits a sunset flip. Yeah. off of the freaking pot if you guys have not seen it go back and freaking watch it so this is why i always speak so highly about Liv morgan like guys she i understand guys she's not oscar like she's not becky lynch she's not bailey i understand all that but guys there is a place for this freaking woman mm-hmm. like some people sure. just call her trash and she sucks like to what degree <laughs> like, when i hear that i'm like like where where are people getting this from? Because I see a woman with so much potential, and this match, including the Rumble match she competed in, just reminds me how how much potential and how good she can be. So yeah, Brian, back to you. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean that that's pretty much all I got. I think all in all, it was a good match. Um, you know, I I don't I don't think there was really any um, you know, there there wasn't any like uh dry you know just empty spot or a you know a bunch of botches or anything like that i think the match flowed pretty well everybody played their part for the most part like i mentioned the right person came out winning i'm glad oscar's going on to mania uh so yeah all in all i'm gonna give that a, a good man it was it was a good start to the night well said very well said so yeah uh no doubt um brian you nailed it uh solid um Solid way to start off the night. Um, and yeah, I think overall this match was solid. And the reason why I say that too is because everybody pretty much stayed face as well in the eliminate. I mean, outside of maybe Natalia, but I mean, I think, you know, the fact, you know, she did get a good pop, you know, the crowd semi most oh, of the sure. crowd was behind her, you know, being from Canada and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, freaking Nikki getting eliminated, getting sent through the freaking chamber pod. I mean, Liv Morgan and the like the sunset flip we talked about and her getting passed out with two finishers. Like you can't go more yep. ep- you can't go out of a match more epically than that. Um even Raquel and you know, I've spoken highly or or I've spoken about Raquel in in major in different types of situations where if she were to won this match, I would have not agreed with it because she's just not ready for it. Oh yeah, um, the crowd right. is just not feeling her. You can you can tell that the crowd like how when she's out there, yes, yeah, she there's a place for her as well, of course. But for her to compete for a title in your biggest show of the year, absolutely not. But but that doesn't mean that you need to completely make her look like a schmuck. You know, obviously you want to make her look dominant make her stay face. And they did that by legit having two to three other competitors eliminate this woman. And that's, and that's what mm-hmm. they did. And then guys that of course the cherry on top was Oscar guys. This yep. was the decision I've spoken about all week, actually weeks, uh, weeks and weeks now that this was the decision that needed to be made. They botched Bianca and Rhea, which is the match we should be getting. But now yeah. it seemed like, <clears throat> they were able to at least right some wrongs and they've given Oscar. You needed to strike while the iron was hot with Oscar. She's mm-hmm. got this new kind of type character guys like her, her makeup, like her clownish type makeup. 
the mask that she comes out to the ring, you hear the crowd and the pop. Even she even gets a good decent pop from the crowd. I know it was yeah. obviously Canada, but even not just Canada, but everywhere ever since she's returned. You heard the Royal Rumble when she made her huge return. The pop of the crowd when she took off that mask and it was that clown makeup. Like, guys, mm-hmm. this girl is this woman is freaking. This girl can potentially be a star. Now it's taken her taken this company five to six fucking years to get it right. But here we are. And and right. I couldn't be more. And I also, and I will give triple H some credit here because this, there was no doubt triple H had to have some say in this, because if you guys know Vince McMahon and Oscar, if Vince McMahon was really had his hand in, I'm not saying he's, you know, Vince McMahon to me still does, but to me, Vin, triple H put his, he had his. He finally found his set of balls, like I said, and he's like, "No, Oscar's Oscar's going over. Oscar's winning this match," and and they pulled the trigger and and they and they did it. And and I couldn't be so happy for Oscar um, because this match with Bailey or with with Bailey with Bianca and Oscar, no doubt has the potential to be special if they yeah. can. Oscar looks like she's going into the direction as a heel. Obviously, you have Bianca as the ultimate babyface. This could legit work if you book it properly. Um, sure. No. Where it goes remains to be seen, but as of right now, Brian, the match itself, the match itself, that is a terrible tally. Hold on a second. <laughs> there we go. That is much better. The first tally is going to be the match itself. Um, I thought all the women did their part in this match. Like I said, Liv Morgan, even Raquel, and even Carmella. And I even I speak highly about Carmella. I do think that you know she has improved over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And as well, Nikki Cross. You know, I know I know a lot of people were upset about Nikki Cross going out first, but guys, I mean, she got sent through a freaking chamber pod by Raquel. I mean, yeah. come on. So everybody pretty much stayed face, but the the cherry on top, guys. And what gets a second good is Asuka winning this freaking match. And finally, finally, this woman gets what she's freaking deserved. And that is a legit freaking a, a moment, a WrestleMania yeah. freaking moment. And hopefully a legit title reign um, if she were to take that title away from Bianca Belair. And as of right now, I can sit here saying now, Brian, um, she has to. She also has I to think take so that too. title from yeah. Bianca as well. And yep. I love Bianca I Belair, but it's Asuka's time. It's been mm-hmm. her time. I don't want to hear the title reigns and the opportunities she's gotten the years past. Guys, her reigns and all of her, her booking in the past was irrelevant, and it was shit. Now yeah. you have this new Kana Asuka character. You roll with it, and you let her rock, and you put the rocket to her back, and you let her ride. And mm-hmm. they and they did that, and they continued that in this chamber match. And for that, Asuka winning this match, pulling the trigger with it. Gets a second good for me. And it's just so freaking awesome to see Asuka. Shout out to Asuka. Um, she deserved every bit of that moment. Um, mm-hmm. Going, um, winning that chamber match. And yeah, Asuka versus Bianca. I mean... WrestleMania the wheels, the wheels turn in your head thinking this could be, this can be something. And this was, yeah, the, really this could. was the only way they could go. 
And I'm just so glad that WWE just made the right decision because guys, it's not because I personally love Asuka. It's because this was the only legit, realistically, the only decision they had that needed to be made. So um, props to Asuka, props to the women, and props to WWE for making the right call. So yeah, so as of right now, guys, we have both of us have two in the good. And so far, zero in the bad and zero in the luck, zero in the ugly. Yeah. Does that continue? Well, I think it's time to also uh, take it down a few notches because unfortunately, yeah. uh, it it doesn't it doesn't continue, and we're going to explain why. Because the second match was Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Match time was under five minutes. Um. Guys, this this match was everything that I pretty much expected it was going to be. A bunch yep. of power moves, and that was pretty much it for literally five minutes or less. Um, guys, I guys, I'm just baffled, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna explain my uh, my thoughts here once we get to the end of this. Um, so again, just a bunch of power moves. Lashley hits a hits a spear out of nowhere. Lesnar kicks out. So a lot of a lot of big power moves and and, and near falls. Um, Lashley, I'm pretty sure Brian kicked out of legit two F5s. Um, in, yeah. in this match, yep. um, Lashley goes for the hurt lock and then he counters into the F5. That was the second F5, and Lashley kicks out at two again. The Bobby Who chants ran, <laughs> Bobby Who chants were, were uh echoing through uh Canada, which was funny. Lesnar, of course, gets a big pop from Canada as well. I mean, it's freaking Brock Lesnar. Um, so yeah, Lesnar. Lesnar goes for a third F5, but Lashley counters into a spear and also a near fall. So, guys, again, just a bunch of freaking power moves. Um, yep. And then they, uh, Lashley applies the hurt lock onto Brock Lesnar. And, guys, like, legit, Lesnar low blows Bobby Lashley. The baby face, remind mm. you. Bobby La or uh, excuse me, Brock Lesnar, the baby face. Cowboy Brock Lesnar. Low blows Lashley. The referee calls for the bell for the for the DQ, guys. The DQ. Lashley wins this match via a DQ. And yeah, and then post match, Lesnar throws his his temper tantrum. He's f fiving Lashley all over the place. I think he f five mm -hmm. him through the announce table. So Lashley looks like a schmuck yet again. And even F5's the referee, uh, Chad Patton. Chad Patton got also uh, uh, got roughed up as well, um, as well as Bobby Lashley. Um, and yeah, Lesnar just walks off. And I'm just sitting here going, what the fuck did this accomplish at all? Yeah. And this was legit. I mean, guys, who books this type of shit? Seriously. <laughs> oh, I know. It's WWE Vince McMahon and this entire company. That's who. I mean, what the fuck was this? I don't know. I mean, I I don't like what makes you guys. What makes people in a boardroom sit at a table and think of Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley? How are we going to book this? Oh, I know. Let's have the match go under five minutes, and Lashley gets DQ and Lashley wins via DQ. Because Lesnar couldn't get out of the hurt lock. He low blows him and he just throws another temper tantrum. Like we pretty much saw at the Royal Rumble. 
guys, it's bad enough that we've had this match now. This is what it's going to be. This is what their third match, I want to say now, between the mm-hmm. two. And guys, it was legit the same thing, like I've been saying for weeks. And and here's another thing. Bray Wyatt called oh, yeah, out these, yeah. these two motherfuckers on Smack on Friday Night SmackDown. So what did this do for what does this do for Bray Wyatt in the future? Like, and guys, mm-hmm. why is uh, Brock Lesnar the babyface? doing a heel tactic like a low blow to Lashley, who we've been saying for weeks that Lashley's now been playing a, a heel in the snap of a finger. So everybody's yeah. just a heel, a face, a heel, and a face. I, I mean, this was a, just nothing but a complete mess. It was so odd. Brian, I'm not even going to waste any time. This wasn't bad, guys. This was fucking ugly as shit. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, and and before I get to you, Brian, like guys, I don't want to have to do that. I really don't. But I mean, what what else? I mean, after what you saw last night, like, h- how can I say it any any different? I mean, honestly, this accomplished nothing. It's bad enough that we're getting Brock and Bobby again. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. I just I don't know what they're doing, Brian. I I don't understand it. This. This this type of booking and guys, what does and what is oh like we're getting the hurt business back together, right? So if you really if they're really trying to make the hurt business work, if you're really trying to make the hurt business special, I don't really think it's smart enough, guys, to just have Bobby Lashley not just win just by a DQ, but get his ass whooped after the match. And he's mm-hmm. already got his ass whooped weeks ago when he took two F5s to Brock Lesnar on Raw. So what the fuck? Guys, Bobby Lashley and his booking is atrocious. It is so fucking bad. And and it is it's it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. This guy, he's he's a bigger in-betweener than Seth Rollins. Yeah. And, and it's and it's a shame. It's just such a shame. And I like Brock Lesnar a lot. I really truly believe that Brock Lesnar is a guy that goes out there and just he reacts on the fly. You know, he does it. Mm-hmm. He does stuff in the moment. Like, I truly believe, Brian, that F5, that second F5 that he gave to Bobby Lashley a few weeks ago on Raw was not planned. He did that legit. Yeah, right. Like, I'm going to hit you yeah. with this F5 and you are going to fucking take it <laughs> mm-hmm. because I'm Brock Lesnar. I live in the moment. And yeah, hope for the freaking best. And I and there's and there's a place like that for Brock. That's why we like Brock Lesnar. But but the way that this was booked. And the way that Brock Lesnar just looked so odd in this whole situation, Bobby Lashley, it's, I mean, it's, I'm not even shocked how, how Bobby Lashley was booked in this shit. Cause Bobby Lashley has been booked like a complete sideshow for what feels like years now. And I'm, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's decision-making like this guy's that makes me freaking pissed and is why I, I have this platform and why I also have people like Brian on this platform is that this stuff needs to be called out and yeah, just, from start to finish, this was just a flat out ugly. Brian, go ahead. The floor is yours. Yeah, I would agree with pretty much everything you said there. Um, I had a lot to say about this one too. I'm going to start with the Friday night with with Bray, uh, you know, calling out whoever won the matchup between Lesnar and Lashley, which just that in and of itself, I was like, 
uh, that's kind of odd. Like, uh, you know, why it headed in that in that direction. Um, and then I started to think about it. And listen, I, Bobby Lashley to me has never at, at any point. I, I can never. I, I liked some of his stuff in the Hurt business, but as far as like a character and the charisma that you know needs to kind of come through the screen. You know, I, again, I don't want to say a person doesn't have it, but I've never seen it personally to me. So immediately I thought like, man, if if Lashley wins this match and you got this, just this creative motherfucker over here, Bray Wyatt and what he can do. And then there's just Lashley, who's just Lashley. You know, I started like maybe Wyatt can pull something out of him that nobody's ever seen, but I'm not betting money on that. Like I, I think that would just in my head on paper. You know, I think that ends horribly. Like I, I don't, I, I don't know. And then so I started thinking. It was like, well, if it was Lesnar, again, not that I'd really want to see him face Lesnar right now, but if Lesnar would be willing to sell in a way that he even didn't do with the undertaker all those years ago that could be something there possibly but in both cases i wouldn't see i, I don't know i just don't know where they're going with with that storyline and yeah to the match itself as you mentioned um bunch of power moves you know brock kicks out of two spears lashley kicks out of two f5s and again, like you said, then the face blatantly low blows him right in front of the referee. Uh, you know, which I've seen now on social media that, you know, the F5 to the referee outside last night was, you know, Brock going off script again. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you're going with either one of these guys, but now. And the whole build up to this match was like kind of. You know, we've faced each other twice and you've got one and I've got one. So now we need to face for the third time and settle this. And it ends in a DQ. You know, I, I don't know. It's I, I didn't like it. Um, and I am not look you at WWE is going to have to do a lot to get me invested or, or, you know, honestly, and this is sad to say, Bray Wyatt is going to have to do a lot to get me invested in him in a storyline with Lashley. Cause I don't want to fucking see that. And I, I don't think given what we've seen from Lashley for, I don't know, a decade. How's that going to work? I, I don't know. Let, let me see it on paper. <laughs> so I'm, I'm with you, man. Um, I'm not going to hold the sign up here until the end, but I got it one in the ugly for, for me as well. Yeah. That was garbage. Didn't like anything about it. Yeah, absolutely. And here's here's the thing too with with Brock and Wyatt, and even Wyatt and Les and Lashley, that could legit be fun. It, it really legit could be fun if you book it properly. Now, I don't think so with Lashley. I, I just don't. You don't think so? No. Mm -mm. Really? Not buying it. Not with Lashley. I think with Lashley. I mean, because here's the thing with Lashley. Like Lashley, and I say this a lot about Lashley. Like I understand, you know, Bobby Lashley is not like. He's, he's never like Bobby Lashley is Bobby Lashley. He's not, he's not a, he's not going to be larger than life, but I don't think he's like some type of schmuck. Like he's a guy that could just, he could be a star. Um, if you like, if, but if you book him properly, if you book him like this, he's just another schmuck. 
But mm-hmm. here, here's where I have a different perspective about that, about Lashley. Like, I def, it would definitely be the safer route, like the definitely the safer route to go Wyatt and Lashley. But to me, if you book it properly, I mean, because anything why? Because I think Wyatt will. I mean, we we know how great Bray Wyatt is and how we can carry yeah. a storyline. I think he legit can make that feud fun, and I think it can elevate Bobby Lashley in the long run. We've seen that with LA Knight. You know, not a lot, not. A lot of us knew much about L.A. Knight. We don't know what he what he brought to the table. I mean, obviously, some of them who watch, some of us who've watched NXT know what he's capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to Bobby Lashley, I think Bobby Lashley just needs that. He needs that one feud or that story to say, okay, like this dude, if you book him properly in the right situations, this dude could be a star. I'm not saying larger than life. I'm not saying larger mm-hmm. than life, but. He can legit be a star, and you book him with Bray. Oh, dude, forget it. I think that legit can be good. Um, and and with Brock, but here's the thing where I get nervous about it. And before we get into this third match here, is that do they have the balls to actually put Bray Wyatt over? Because I I, I don't think that it's going to go down that way. Because guys, Bray Wyatt needs pay per view wins now more than ever. I mean, this dude, we've mm-hmm. said it for also years and months. Like, Bray White, he's always been booked properly. He's always been in tremendous segments, but he never won the big match when it counted. That's what always diminished Bray Wyatt. But So now he's back. He won the Royal Rumble. That's step number one. Now you need him, Now you need to give him a big WrestleMania moment, like a legit win at WrestleMania, a big legit moment. And if you can do that with Brock, you get freaking – do you know the freaking storyline – The 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 – the shit that I could come up with with Brock and freaking Bray, you give me like you involve Alexa Bliss, you involve Uncle Howdy, you involve some Firefly mm-hmm. Funhouse shit. That's gonna be on SmackDown this week, by the way. And I'm gonna be like, let's let's fucking go, let's rock. That could legit work if you want to put yeah. uh, Bobby as the or excuse me, Brock as the babyface, and with Uncle Howdy and Bray as the heels as the tandem. I'm all for it because that yeah. could legit work. Because again, we know, like I, I know with Brock and, you know, they work th- their, their in-ring work. I understand like can be, can be botched and they work in the moment and, and this and this and that. But, I, but like I just mentioned about Brock, there is still that, what, what's the word I'm looking for? That, um, that global, that, that, that name, like you hear Brock Lesnar in the name, like I need to see that, right. His Mm -hmm. name still has that legitimacy, that relevancy to it. And I think that's going to elevate Bray Wyatt as well for people who don't know Bray Wyatt. They're like, Oh, Brock Lesnar. I watched him in UFC and this and this and that. And they see Bray Wyatt and they go like, Oh snap, like Bray Wyatt. I need to see more of this dude. That's going to elevate freaking Bray Wyatt on a big stage like mania. I mean, it's freaking WrestleMania for fuck's sake. So I understand where you're coming from, Brian, where it could be a disaster. We're like, oh, okay, I don't want to see that. Like, why are we doing this? And I tr- and I truly hear you, but I and, and that could be the case, of course, especially with this company. Yeah. But other but when it involves Bray Wyatt, to me, Bray Wyatt can he touches anything and it just turns to gold. He's proven that time and time again. And for me, Brian. When a, a feud that involves Bray, especially with the amount of control with his character that he's going to have, he deserves my benefit of the doubt that he can make chicken shit into chicken salad, like we also <laughs> mentioned with many wrestlers like MJF and others. So definitely hear where you're coming from. But yeah, 
as far like going back to this match, just extremely fucking ugly. I don't know where you yeah. go from here. It's going to be really interesting to see now where Bray just is tied into all of this. Yep. Just I don't know WWE. And see, here's what the thing, and I, I even I fully expect between now and Mania, because this ended in a DQ match. Now, obviously, there's no pay per view, but. There's going to be a SmackDown or a Raw. There's going to be another Lashley Lesnar match before you know before we get to. Oh, Mania. I, oh it's going to happen. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're going to get a fourth freaking match like that. Yeah. That's WWE. Like, we expect in our head our expectations. It's like Bray and Brock or whatever, and then reality we just get a fourth match between Bro- Bobby and Brock and Mania. <laughs> right. I'm just like, what the fuck, man? If yep. that legit happens, bro, like you, oh. <laughs> It's not gonna be pretty. That's gonna. That's, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. that's for sure. But anyway, let's move on from uh, from this just disaster of what this freaking match was, shall we? So, <laughs> third match, third match of the night. This was the mixed tag match: Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. Match time was twelve and a half minutes. Fans are singing along Edge's theme song, and I just mm-hmm. get freaking goosebumps. That was so freaking badass. I freaking love it. Freaking yep. Canada again. That crowd was just freaking amazing from start to finish. Um, again, Beth Phoenix looks like she's just in her freaking prime. The, I mean, the woman is just so freaking phenomenal. I mean, she's moving out there like she's legit in her prime, guys. Like she yeah. really missed a step. Um, now I know that there was a botch that people are talking about, and we're gonna get to that in just a second. Guys, Dominic was at ringside, and this and that crowd, they shit on this dude the entire <laughs> match. I mean, they were on his ass. <laughs> yep. I mean, my God. I mean, the, I mean that was probably the most entertaining part of this match. Honestly, Brian, the match was was good was good as of as of its own. But Dominic, the amount of heat that he's getting, I just. At yep. 25 years old, because me and Dominic are the same age. If I'm Dominic and I'm playing a character and I'm getting that type of heel heat, like that's got to be so – that's got to be just such a good feeling as a performer. For sure. Get that type of reaction. And, and, I, and I really – and I feel uh, – I, I feel for Dominic. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy for him. And, I mean, he is messing with all types of momentum right, right now along with the rest of the Judgment Day. So just I can't be uh, can't be more happy to see that. I mean, they're just they're 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 telling him to go f yourself, f you, Dominic. Like just freaking, just freaking unbelievable, man. Freaking awesome. Um, yeah, Rhea and Beth come face to face. If you guys have heard me the last few weeks, you guys know how I feel about these two in the ring, one on one together. Um, they they just they're just talking shit to each other back and forth, and they're. <laughs> Rhea calls Beth pathetic and she's like, Oh, I'm pathetic. Well, watch this, bitch. And they just freaking they're hitting each other with clothesline, guys, like 10 clotheslines at each other, just going back and forth. This is why, guys, just give me Beth and Rhea one-on-one. I don't even need the mixed tag. Just give me these two one-on-one, and I will be entertained from start to finish. Again, guys, Beth Phoenix is legit moving in this ring like she's in her prime. Like she, like you forget that she actually has two kids and she's actually a mother. And she's been out of action, what feels like for years now. I, mm-hmm. I mean, it's unbelievable. She's in the tremendous shape in, she's ever been. It's it's just so good to see. Um, and her and Edge are just, they're, they're like a super team. I mentioned that on Raw a few weeks ago. They're for just sure. such a cool tandem together. Um, and, and like I said, the match, like I said, they just 
both of them just did tremendous work <clears throat> in this match. Um, so yeah, Dominic, like I said, he's getting involved. He's running off, running off off the apron. The <laughs> the crowd again just giving him shit. They're saying like no 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 like waving him back, but he comes back to the ring and they just boom some more. Um, just freaking awesome. Just and then uh, yeah, Beth suplex. There was a, a, a was a a suplex from the top rope again. Beth literally moving in there like she's a, like legit. She's in her freaking prime of her career. It's just so freaking cool to say. Um, but yeah, another like uh, what else happened in this match? Uh, Edge, uh, Edge and Beth. Okay, so now. The end of this match, I will say, you know, look, I, I like Edge, I like Beth, and I like the Judgment Day, right? But the end of this match did get a little chaotic at times. Everybody was just jumping into the ring. You had Beth and Edge holding submission holds, which was a cool visual, by the way. But again, mm-hmm. supposed to be a tag. I say the same thing about AEW. I got to say the same thing about, about WWE. Um, so they're both holding submission holds onto, uh, onto Finn and Rhea. Dominic gets involved yet again, and she throws brass. He throws brass knucks to Rhea. Rhea hits freaking Edge in the in the in the dome piece with uh with brass knucks, and I believe Edge ended up kicking out of that. Um, then there was a spot to the outside where it was kind of a similar visual to Extreme Rules, like Finn was holding up Edge to make uh Rhea watch uh uh Rhea Ripley destroy. Beth like she did at at at, uh, at Extreme Rules, but she counters it and uh, Beth hits a glam slam onto the outside. Pretty much takes Rhea Ripley out of the equation from the match. Um, yeah, and then uh, I think Edge he takes he gets rid of the Dominic Mysterio problem, and then yeah, Edge hits the spear um, onto Finn, and then a double team move, Brian, and it was legit called Shatter Machine. I've got, I got something to say. I got something to say about that. <laughs> so, oh. I was gonna say, I was like, oh, that's what they're calling it. Interesting. And by the way, they actually did the move like tremendously well. Yeah. Was actually, mm-hmm. they, they hit it uh, well done. And Finn Finn sold it really, uh, sold it uh, brilliantly as well. And yeah, they win an Ed, Edge and Beth, Beth Phoenix. They both pick up the W in this match. And yeah, that was uh, that was the match. And I think after the match, like you know, Judgment Day is retreating to the back, and then Edge is like, "Y'all are in my rear view." He literally mouths that before they we go to commercial or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is that is the match. Before I get to my tally, Brian, I'll have you start this off. Your thoughts on this match and uh, and and uh, and everything uh, in between, and give us your final tally as well. The floor is yours. Yeah, from start to finish, man, this match was fantastic, especially. Just coming off the that stinker between Lashley and Lesnar, of course you were going to get the huge pop for Edge Canada, whatever. But definitely brought the crowd back into it, which again, and and from that point on, they were pretty much on fire the rest of the night. Um, yeah, uh, Beth and Rhea. So as people may have heard on here, you know, especially on AEW, I have I have this huge problem with as many times as they do that that spot where two wrestlers are in the in the middle of the ring and they just trade forearms or punches or clotheslines or headbutts in this case though again it was different right this is beth and Rhea. and let me say this to before i even get into that man 
both of these women, their makeup, you know, the way that Rhea's makeup was a little bit different. I had the that makeup written down too, Beth. the makeup that also Be that that Beth was wearing too. That would that yeah, looked, like she just looked she just looked incredible, man. But absolutely both too, of like them, yeah, freaking incredible. They looked apart, the and, and yeah, when they when they stood face to face and did the you know exchange of clotheslines. My first thought is like I need to see this feud. I, you know, I don't know what plans Beth has. You know, with you know, it, it, I, obviously, I think this was kind of one of a one-off kind of match. I don't know if Beth comes back to to wrestle in any you know long-term capacity, but man, if she does, look, I, I'm <laughs> like I could already think it. You know, out out this far, maybe it's a little bit too short of a title run for Rhea, but. Man, Rhea wins at WrestleMania, come SummerSlam, it's Beth and Rhea for the title, right? I mean, I really, really want to see this feud, but who knows what the plans with Beth are? You know, I don't know if she's going back home or if she's going to be, you know, really part of WWE here. But either way, the match was freaking fantastic. Um, the high point for me, uh, the double power bomb. So Rhea has Edge. And yeah. Beth has Finn in the corner, and they deliver the power bombs on on uh, Edge and and Finn. Um. So yeah, and then so the Shatter Machine finish. Um. Man, so I I saw a, a little photo that Dax Hardwood had had posted and then deleted here probably a, a week or two ago, where I, I think he's taken a picture of like his for those that don't know he's a basically a tequila connoisseur at this point so i think he was taking pictures of either his tequila bottles or maybe they were like championship belts on the wall he's been busy doing a podcast of his own true I think yeah doing his own podcast talking about like his future uh well not future excuse me his like previous matches he's had in wwe some matches he's had in uh in aw and stuff like that so mm -hmm. while F ftr obviously was not on television so that's what he's been doing yeah he's a big type of i guess you could say tequila or whatever type of drinker or whatever yeah he is yeah he's pretty much kind of yeah living his best life i guess you could say but yeah I, I know i know the picture you're talking about i think it's a picture of of um it looked like the match between them and the briscoes I Maybe say. that's what I, I yeah. It looked, I know he was the like. intent was the it was a picture of something else, but like in the very corner, you can see this edge of paper, and you can clearly see the WWE logo on it. And as we discussed last week with like tampering and look, these guys are in contract negotiations. Like this, yes, they are talking to WWE to see what a deal could possibly be there, of course. And then you know, just knowing, I, I'm pretty sure Edge is. And and Cash and Dax are are fairly good uh, friends, so yeah, them hitting the Shatter Machine along with that little WWE thing there that Dax Hardwood had had posted and then deleted. You know, I don't know if that's a indicator of where FTR might be go might be going, but um, I don't know. I thought that was a, a fun little thing at the end end of the match. Just you know. Again, I look at them as like little kind of Easter eggs, and maybe it could have just been pure fucking coincidence and didn't mean a damn thing. I don't know, but which is probably the case, but um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Uh, but yeah, the match itself, fantastic. Um, and now, did you see any of the uh, the the post post uh, event media? 
you know, interviews. I, I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't. The only thing I heard was, um, well, we'll get as we get into uh, um, the United States Championship uh, Chamber match. I know, like, Austin Theory was talking about a, um, a open challenge, and I think Edge accepted it or something like that. I heard Sami Zayn say a few words as well about his match and whatever, but that, I didn't right. say much about it, but yeah. But uh, yeah, that's all I was gonna uh, gonna mention. So yeah, I guess uh, you know originally um, uh, Austin Theory had basically opened in you know an out, issued an open challenge, and so then later on uh, in the post match conference, uh, Edge basically accepted. So I don't know if that's happening next week or or when that's happening. But uh, yeah, I guess Edge is gonna be uh, fighting Theory for the title. So. Um, all in all, uh, again, I'm putting this in the good category. Um, I could actually put two goods, but I'm just going to keep it simple, keep it one. It was it was good from start to finish, and I, I really enjoyed it, man. Nice, nice. Yeah, definitely um, de- definitely a solid mixed tag match. Um, definitely, like you said, after that just – horrific whatever the fuck we got last match between <laughs> yeah. Brock and, and Lashley um and and I know that there was a lot of mixed feelings about this as well you know you know people I know are upset well the judgment day had to win this match they need to continue their momentum and I hear where those people are coming from right but here's the thing edge or the judgment day as a whole has a lot of momentum right now regardless and I don't think that this loss hurts them at all. Like no, like the way the Dominic getting all of this heel heat from, from Montreal, Rhea and Beth going back and forth, just so many moments that were created in this match doesn't mm-hmm. diminish a damn thing that of Judgment Day losing this match at all. Um, Edge and Beth Phoenix needed this, especially if you're going to come back, if you're going to form this super team like I've mentioned Right. And and actually be, um, you know, a threat to the Judgment Day. Then yes, they had to win this match. I mean, I, and listen, I understand. I always talk about part timers. You know, their job is to, their job is to to put over or to make to make current talent keep their momentum, and that that is their job, right? They know Edge and Beth. They're pretty much part timers. They come here and often, right? Right. But at the same time, it's with Edge and Beth. These are these are performers where they can still go even at their age, and you still need to book them just as properly as the members mm-hmm. of the active roster do. Um, right. So I, I, I'm completely on board with this decision to have them win. Where this goes from here, um, you know, I know that there's talks about Edge and Finn at Mania, and Finn bringing back the Demon or something like that which I would freaking love to see. And obviously this, that would do huge for Finn uh, bringing back the demon, especially at a stage like WrestleMania. Um, you know, you have priests going after mid card titles. I mean, just, and then you have Rhea, who's pretty much going to beat Charlotte flair for that SmackDown women's right. championship. So the judgment day guys, I think they're going to be fine. I, I truly do. And, and I understand too, the botch was ugly. I know we had some people on Facebook on our Facebook group and how ugly it was. And yes, it was ugly, but guys, listen, I'm not going to harp on this much. It, it was a, it was a botch that, you know, look, Beth, she's not, it was her first wrestling match in God knows freaking how long her timing was mm-hmm. off. 
for one moment of the match. A split I'm not, second. And yeah, I'm I mean, not, it, I'm not going right. to harp that much about it. it. Listen, it happens. And, you know, but outside of that, yes. And look, it was ugly. Absolutely. It was, but I'm not, I'm not going to let that moment tarnish of what this match as a whole was. So yeah, to keep it simple and I'm not going to go overboard. I'm not going to say it was great either, but this match without a doubt goes into the, into the good column. So right now we have three in the good. The one good was the women's chamber match. And I put an extra good for Asuka winning that match because it's <laughs> freaking about time that she's get, she gives her, her freaking moment. It's taken them about five to six years to get it right. So her getting her moment and getting her WrestleMania match with Bianca Belair. And then that third good, like we just mentioned was edge Beth Phoenix versus the judgment day. And then that one ugly was Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley uh, from the previous match early on in the night and it's time now for the co-main events i guess you can call it the co-main event mm -hmm. which was the men's elimination chamber match this was for the united states championship this was your champion austin theory montez ford bronson reed damian priest johnny gargano and seth rollins Gargano and Rollins, they start this match off while Theory, Ford, Bronson, Damian Priest are in their, they're in their four chamber pods. Austin Theory comes out of his pod first. Uh, he tries to get Gargano. You know, you remember the the tandem that they had in NXT um, you know, a while back. You know, they were uh, what were they called? Uh oh, that's gonna freaking no, frustrate me now. But they were so they had some type of they they were they had a, a faction, a team with uh, it was Gargano, Indy Hartwell, Austin Theory, and Candice LeRae. Um, again, I forgot the name of that team. You know, people are screaming at me through the through the freaking uh, through through their through their 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 phones right now or their or their computers. But um, so yeah, they're they're trying to go after uh, or Theory's trying to trying to get Gargano to team up with him uh, to take out Rollins and then to to no avail. <laughs> they they just double team and go after Austin Theory. Um, and yeah, Damian Priest enters next, and he pretty much dominates as soon as he gets into this mm -hmm. in, into this match. I really like what they're doing with Priest, and I said this weeks ago that Damian Priest can be a legit star in this company if you book him properly. I think he's gotten tremendously better. I think the Judgment Day as a whole, Brian, has elevated everybody's game. Rhea Ripley, yeah, uh, Damian Priest, and for sure Dominic. Um, I mean, I mean, if you look at Damian Priest, okay, Damian Priest was just a solid. Okay, he was a. I mean, what was he before? He was just this. I don't I mean, he's know. had. A, he's been. He's had a U.S. title run here. He's already. had a U.S. title run. He had like yeah. what? He was like the angel type of devil type of spiel. I don't like. Right. He would lose his cool. He would like lose his shtick or whatever. Finn Balor was just pop collar smiley Finn. Hey guys, how's it going? When he wasn't free, when he wasn't the demon. Rhea Ripley was just some weird, just some like emo type of schoolgirl or some shit. And right. then Dominic was just Rey Mysterio's son. So <laughs> this Judgment Day, uh, this whole faction has just gotten, has brought the best out of everybody. And it's so cool to see. And that includes Damian Priest. Bronson Reed enters the, mass, the match next. Um, he does a double Samoan drop to both Gargano and Rollins, which was a really cool visual there. Yeah. Uh, Reed, <laughs> Bronson Reed gives one of these. Little, little few to the crowd. I thought that was funny. Um, you know, so Bronson Reed definitely uh, 
uh, being in the moment with the crowd, with the hot crowd that is Montreal. Mm -hmm. uh, Montez Ford is the last person to enter this match. Montez Ford doing his best rock impression, taking <laughs> off. I believe it was like his wrist, his wrist yeah, tape, uh, pretending wrist tape. like it's his arm sleeve. Yeah, I, I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Montez Ford, guys, I this dude stole the show in, in this freaking match. He really did. I yep. mean, this guy, we've said it, me and you, Brian, have said this for weeks, that it's his time. His time is now um, to, to be a legit star on his own um, when, whenever his days as with the Street Profits with Dawkins is up. Now, that doesn't mean we don't want what's best for Dawkins, I'm sure. But it's clear as day, guys, that if you put – if you've seen those two work together side by side, you guys know Montez Ford right now is levels upon levels above Angelo Dawkins, and it's not even close. That's no shade to Dawkins. Right. It's just the truth. Um, but yeah, Montez Ford just fr was a freaking highlight reel in this match. He guys, see, Montez Ford legit is like climbing up the chamber. Like he's Spider-Man and <laughs> he's on the top of the guys. I'm not kidding. He's climbing up the chamber links. He's like Spider-Man. Like when he crawls up through walls and shit, he's like, and he climbs up to the very top of the cage. I don't know if he does like a circus flip. He jumps pretty off much. Of yeah. I jumps, mean, right. Yeah. He jumps off of the. The, the the top of the chamber and he does like a circus flip onto everybody it was just like this what the fuck did i just watch type of scene yeah uh, but it was like but it's like damn i kind of liked it at the same time again montez ford was uh again just I, I can't speak any more highly about montez ford um and how you know we talked about gunther and about how a star was born at the yeah. rumble well <laughs> montez ford showed that you know there's a star in him as an individual competitor. And he proved that uh, in this, in this chamber match, Bronson Reed was the first to be eliminated uh, from a final beat, a final beat DDT to Gargano and a stomp and a frog splash from Montez Ford. <laughs> so pretty much, pretty much the same way Raquel from the women's chamber, how she got eliminated. Same goes for Bronson Reed. So I like mm -hmm. the way Bronson Reed was eliminated there. Yep. Um, so, yeah, and then uh, Gargano, uh, he hits a Huracarana. This, oh, this was a huge moment. So, Gargano and Rollins are just chilling on the top of the chamber pod. They're going to blows. They were just chilling up there like they're like they're sitting up on, uh, like they're construction workers, like sipping on their freaking Kool-Aid and eating their sandwiches on their lunch break or some shit. And all of a sudden, they just come to blows. Rollins goes for, looked like a power bomb off of the, off of the chamber pod. And Gargano counters it into a hurricane and, and Rollins just lands on to everybody. Um, mm -hmm. Again, a lot of big spots that they were going into this match and everybody and, and, and all of them played it uh, beautifully. I don't, I'm not the biggest fan though, Brian of like, uh, like, you know, uh, you see this a lot with suicide dives with a lot of where everybody has to wait. It's like, right. Oh, it's like, we got to get set up so we can catch. So everybody can, right. can catch that one person and we all just fall. And to me, it's just like, I'm not going to say it was like, oh, my God, it was that was like legit badass. Like it was just it, OK, it was cool because um, yeah. sometimes it's so it, the setup takes about, too long. We talk about things that are redundant, right? Like everybody mm -hmm. that are they're just setting up to catch that one person up in the air, like to break their fall. Like it's just I, I don't know. Um, but look, yeah. but look they, they did what you know, they 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 did their part and they and they deserve their kudos at the end of the day. Um uh, Damian Priest eliminates Gargano via a razor's edge, a uh, little, uh, little razor Ramon, little type of little right. finish there. I kind of, I don't know. I just thought of razor Ramon when he hit that finish. So um, Priest then gets eliminated via a power bomb 
uh, neck breaker from Rollins or from Ford and to Rollins from, I believe it was from the top rope, uh, mm-hmm. both Ford and Rollins, they take him out. Um, you know, Rollins and Montez Ford are going back and forth at one another. Um, and then Montez Ford, he gets eliminated via a stomp, um, on the outside on the, on the steel, the steel floor of the chamber. And then Austin theory, who's still in this match, he ends up pinning, uh, Montez Ford and Montez Ford gets carried out. Um, obviously guys, he's not legit hurt. He's just, it was right. part of the story because as he's getting carried out, Logan Paul, that's right, guys, Logan Paul, as the chambers now open for Montez Ford to leave the chamber, Montez Ford, or excuse me, Logan Paul returns. He gets into this match. He interferes in this match and he hits a curb stomp of his own to Seth Rollins. Um, and then Austin Theory delivers the final touches with the A-Town down and the W as he retains his United States Championship as this match time was 30 minutes in length. So yeah, Austin Theory wins this championship. And and Brian, I'm going to send this off to you, but right call was made. I, I, I know that people don't like Austin Theory even though he needed a freaking desperately needed this, this character change. He needed a tweak in his character for some fucking odd reason, even though it's the same freaking character and you made him look like a schmuck because he, you know, you made him tell a bogus story that, Oh, I wasn't going to beat Roman anyway. So let me go after the mid card title and end up getting pinned and look like a schmuck and, and losing my money in the bank briefcase. But what the fuck do I know, Brian? I'm just a podcaster here, but, um, but yeah, but right call was made. I know that we talked about, Oh, you know, maybe Montez Ford should take the title because he's, he's, he, you know, he's, he's star worthy. He's ready now. And we also talked about Damian priest, um, you know, with the judgment day, you know, the judgment day has got something going on, you know, maybe, you know, that, you know, strike while the iron is hot and you give him the title, but guys, at the end of the day, this was the right call. You, you, Austin Theory just won this freaking title back. This, this title's been hot potatoed so many freaking times. You can't have the Theory lose this title right before Mania, or just a month or so from Mania. I'm sorry, you guys, you can't do it. I don't give a shit if you don't like Austin Theory. That doesn't mean anything, okay? But th- this, this was the right call, guys. I, I know that's not what everybody wants to hear. We don't like Austin Theory. But this decision had to be made. They made the right decision. I'll get to my tally in just a second. But, Brian, I'm going to let you uh, uh, give your thoughts about this match. The floor is yours. Uh, So I'm really conflicted with this match. I mean, overall, I think it was a good match. Um, I really even think, I mean, there was a a early one. There was a face-off between um, Bronson Reed and Damian Priest. I want to see that match now, man. Like, you know, uh, I want to see those two guys go at it. Um, Gargano, who we haven't really seen much, you know, here lately. Uh, I mean, he, you know, granted, not storyline wise, it just in, in ring work, which we all know he can wrestle, but you know, him and Rollins start the match off, I think was a good call. And Gargano looked really good, man, throughout the match until he got eliminated. So, I mean, I think all individually, every wrestler looked good in this match. Um, and I would say 
and I've talked about it here for a number of weeks. You know, I'm ready to see Montez Ford uh, go out on his own. I think a, I think a star. You know, we talk about uh, Gunter and the Rumble last year or last month, um, where you know he really made himself into a star at that event. Like, if you were going to rate this on a scale of ten, Gunter being a ten, what he did at Rumble, I would say with Montez Ford, it was like an eight. Um, I would have had both Ford and and Priest as two of the last three people in there in my just how I would have done it. Um, I think both of these guys are ready. Um, yeah, and it's also the fact. And sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I mean there is. We've seen. I mean, how many times, guys? Too have we seen Rollins and Theory fight for this fucking mm. title? How many times? <laughs> right. I mean, how many times? Like, guys. Like, why is the fact that Rollins is competing again? He's just obsessed pretty much with this United States championship. It's just so fucking odd. Yeah. Like, again, and yeah, no, Brian, I completely agree. Like, um, you know, Gargano, uh, even Johnny Gargano, like everybody was Montez Ford, Gargano, everybody really, everybody brought the best out of one another. Really, yeah, definitely yeah, Damian Priest was was somebody that maybe if 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 you had to have someone go out third. Or I would have had um, Austin Theory, which, again, was the right decision to have Theory win. Have Montez Ford be that last dude. Or mm -hmm. have maybe Johnny Gargano, one of the two. Like, why is Seth – no, I get it. It's Seth Rollins. I understand, guys. He's the he's your top star. But, like, he shouldn't be – I don't know. It just means Rollins, like – like because with Rollins, he doesn't – I always say this about a lot of stars in this – in this company and in professional wrestling, they don't need a title to be relevant. Like I hate when people want to just book wrestlers to be like, Oh, the title's got to go on so-and-so. And then the title's got to go on so-and-so. Okay. How are you putting the title on them? How are you going to make the person lose the title? Still stay face. Like you can't just mm -hmm. throw a title on somebody or think to give someone a title reign without thinking of X, Y, and Z. And that's where I just get so frustrated. And Rollins to me is just seems like someone that just did not belong in this, in a mid card type of division, at least, at least as far as this roster is concerned, but yeah, continue, Brian. So, yeah, um, you know, all in all, I, I think a, a good match. Everybody had, everybody did come out looking pretty good. Um, I got a couple of theories about that, that title here and, you know, no if, pun intended, if, yeah, right. Um, Okay, Theory wins the match. Um, I'm not I, – honestly, I, I'm not – I couldn't care one way or the other necessarily in that match. Um, and here's why. So go. we talked about, uh, you know, building the stars like in the Judgment Day or Montez Ford. Where I, I don't know where Montez Ford goes from here. So I, I imagine the creative at WWE had to – hear that crowd last night from Montez Ford and, and the crowds, you know, in previous nights. So God, I hope they have something for them. That being said, again, I'm just the type of person where I do try to like to think ahead to see where the storyline might go. So again, we mentioned after the event, um, edge is going to be the first challenger to theories title. Um, and I don't know if, you know, I can't say like, you know, Edge is going to win this week. He's going to get the title. But it seems to me that they're they're trying to build a Cena theory 
match at Mania, which I don't think it, I, that shouldn't be a title match to me because I, I think if if Cena comes back, he's winning that match. I don't need him to to beat Theory for the United States title and and then Agreed. be champion. Agreed. Yeah. So here's what I'm thinking, right? You know, Priest obviously looked good in the chamber. Edge is trying to move away from the Judgment Day, and he's had he's already had his battles with Balor. Priest is the next come up guy, right? So maybe at some point here between now and Mania, or may I don't know, maybe if you want to drag it out till SummerSlam, I mean, I, I don't know how long, but maybe have Edge beat theory for the title and just have be so, like a just like a little transitional champion to ultimately get the belt onto priest i could like that i i i, I would like to see that storyline play out again that's just me thinking ahead and uh, again with the theory cena match i don't care if it's like i don't care to see the match and i don't care if it's for the title um so i don't know i don't really know where they're going that with that um that being said, uh, yeah, uh, Montez Ford, I think, was one of, if not, well, I couldn't say the star of the night because you got Sammy and Roman <laughs> coming up. But uh, I, I I would say he's maybe firmly at number three for the night. Um, and Damian Priest looked good as well. Bronson Reed, I you know, I, had, I, I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I don't really know much about him. But in this match, I did expect to see a little bit from him. So, and I, you know, for what it was, he did good. Um, so yeah, I'll see. You know, we'll see where he goes from there. But all in all, theory wins. Nah, the Logan Paul thing. Um, I, I just, I'm, I'm not a fan of doing that there. I, you know, I, I understand. <laughs> maybe you had to have Paul. I, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of doing that. Him doing that there. That being said, dude, he had the buckshot lariat smooth as silk, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I got to give it to him. He freaking nailed it. Um, but yeah, I just, it, it was with the whole injury with Montez Ford and then Logan Paul comes out of nowhere. Eh, I, that wasn't needed. So all in all, I, I'm, I'm actually, because of those two things, right? Because, I, you know, I, I just... The, the Logan Paul thing, I, I was not that much of a fan of. Um, again, I think Priest and and uh, Montez Ford needed to be in there longer. Um, and there was one other spot I'm actually going to, and this is just a spot, but I got to put it in the ugly. Um, there was a, a spot where, so Bronson Reed, I believe, had Gargano up on his shoulders and Rollins was coming off basically to hit like a doomsday device. And then Gargano, I can't even remember what the, is that the Canadian destroyer? Maybe they, they try to hit that move, but like a sunset flip, but yeah, or something like that. But Bronson Reed uh, lands on his neck. And I mean, that's a 300 pound, 300 some pound dude. I mean, they're just pure luck. He, you know, didn't, doesn't seem to really uh, get an injury there, but uh, so Again, I'm I'm very conflicted about this. Oh, you're talking about oh with Bronson Reed, the Bronson Reed, well, Bronson uh, Reed, yeah, yeah. I remember a sunset flip in the match. Oh, that was I think that was like a Hurricanrana. 
or something? No, because Bronson Reed had had Gargano up his shoulders, and Rollins came off like to hit the clothesline um, on Gargano, I guess. Uh, and then Gargano like reversed it into I can't think of that move's name. But... I think it, you know, no, no, because that's yeah, because Rollins clotheslines Gargano. Yeah, and then yeah, because and then because because Bronson has Gargano up in a power bomb, right? So yeah, so as he gets clotheslined, he kind of go- moves into a like it looked like a Hurricanrana where he oh man, yeah, something like that. It looked it, that's pretty much what it looked like. So yeah, like he it's like a, a reverse no, not a reverse but a hurricanrana and yeah it did look like bronson almost like looked like he definitely broke his neck <laughs> right spot. yeah but yeah that was so, nice outside of that i i don't i said the same thing with beth and her botch like i don't think that that one little botch and luckily that i mean if bronson got seriously hurt then that's a different story but right um i don't think that that should take away anything that everyone did in this in this match as well but um but yeah, so, so I, yeah, like I said, I'm I'm conflicted. I, I I honestly I think good was everybody's performance. Just for me, I think the outcome slash Logan Paul slash not having Priest and and Montez Ford in there, I kind of almost want to want to put it in bad. But I am going to go with the good. Um, everybody did perform really well, and I'm also going to put one ugly just for that <laughs> that Bronson Reed. Uh, Oh, okay. uh, almost right. almost career ending spot there <laughs> no fair, fair enough fair enough um so yeah before we get into this main event because there is a lot to talk about in this main event here you know look again i understand we we have a perspective about austin theory and his character and fans just not liking him for some reason i, I don't know what the gist of that? I don't know because he's a Vince McMahon guy. I don't know. Um, but guys, this was the right decision to do was to put was was Austin Theory walking out of this title. And yeah, I'm not a fan of, of Edge going after that title either. I don't think I mean, unless it's it's leading to something. I mean, he, we know where he's not going to win the title anyway um but no, see, i think he i think he could uh, it, leading to a feud between him and priest i don't see it if that's well, see and that's the problem because if if you're telling me right before mania he's losing that title on raw i'm not a fan but of then that. again but then he's he's fighting cena most likely yeah at but, mania. I, but what is that for for theory to fight cena but yeah. See, but that's okay. I just don't know if we need to put if we need to give Edge a title is my is my is my thing. You know, like you can have theory go over, right? Because that's gonna be the plan, mm-hmm. right? If you're gonna give John Cena a, a US title match, if that is the plan, then then Austin Theory needs to go over anyway, so you might as well have him hold on to that title, like because that's that's the thing. I'm not a fan, Brian of of, of ex- like we talked about the United States Championship just always being hot potatoed. Like he just mm-hmm. won this title, he's gotta like if you're gonna make him lose this title, it's either at Mania or or if it's sometime after Mania at this point. You, no, you I hear you. I and... him lose this title. Right now, you just can't. You just can't do it. Just to get him to a feud with Cena, and like I, I just, I, I don't know. There's much. There's there's other ways that you can book uh, theory 
to not make him just look like a clown and just make him lose that title. And so what was the point of him defending it at the chamber to make him look, to make him look strong, to make him look dominant. And now here he mm-hmm. is losing the title 24 hours later. Just does not make sense to me. Oh, no, I don't mean like tomorrow. No. Or so like some point down the road is what you're saying. Yeah. Into me. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I understand where you're coming from. I just, to me, like theory should not be, listen, this is the, they, they made their bed and they have to sleep in it. Right. Like they they have, they have theory as the United States champion. And that's the bet. That's the bed you made and you have to lie in it. So you have to make this title. Like how many times do we have to keep seeing title change after title change after title change all the time. Right. And And if it's just, like Damian Priest and Edge. See, that's and maybe right. I'm just thinking like a like a, I hear what you're saying about the hot potato and and this is my thinking. Ultimately, for that to stop, I'm thinking a little bit more long term is that you're you're trying to set up this Cena theory match at Mania. Edge doesn't need he doesn't need a title. He doesn't need a long run as a title. But I think. If he were to beat Theory, he's a credible, you know, yeah, everybody could buy him him beating it, you know, Theory. Mm-hmm. It just is a little transitional champion, right? So, I mean, we got only six weeks to, to Mania anyway. So if he wins, you know, the title here in the next two weeks, and then maybe you got a month to Mania, again, just being a transitional champion to get it on. Because I, 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 at this point... <laughs> I think theory needs that's that's the issue. Like get the title off theory in 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 some way. Um and and then you go I don't know with somebody else. In my mind, it's priest. Um but yeah, that's just me thinking long term. And then yes, in the immediate future, it's kind of like a hot potato to get to something yeah more sustainable. I, I see where you're going because yeah, like at some point, like look, you know. I agree. At some point, theory needs to lose that title. It's just not right now. Like I'm just yeah, fair enough. It yeah, has to you. be at the right time. And again, it's just like, and it's the it's not just the prestige of the person. It's also the prestige of the title itself. Sure. Like I want the mid card title to feel like special. Like mm-hmm. you know, I want like champions to feel special, and that includes the mid card division. Yeah. And. It's just, you know, you you have Edge win it just to give it to Priest at Mania. That's just, that's, like, you're talking, what, two title changes in less than a month? Like, sure. I'm not a fan, not yeah, a fan of I hear that. You. I understand where you're coming from, like, of getting, trust me, because and, and I like the idea of Priest winning the title. So I do, I really do, mm. because like you said, we and we've said this many a times, like, Priest, he's getting better, and... With his judgment, now, you, now you'd have the he, women's title and the him, and the yeah, US title. Know, yeah, yeah. Abs- absolutely. But they they just have to be careful of how they get there. Sure. And I just don't yeah. think of changing the titles two to three times at Mania is going to is going to help anything. Yes, it'll do great for ba- for for Priest, but again, you also have to look after Austin Theory and others, and expect and Edge for that matter, right? Uh, yeah, even right as a part-timer so i definitely hear where you're coming from and that's something that at least for me i need to think more about as well but we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it but i think we can both agree brian that this whole united states championship uh it's a mess situation yeah. is such a mess <laughs> yeah and however and uh i know we've been ranting and raving here <laughs> or 
or just raving in general about this this match because I do want to get to the main event. So I'm going to mark my tally. This United States Elimination Chamber match. This goes into the good column. Um, I, I can understand if people want to shin on it because, oh, the wrong person won or why is Theory getting over? Like, Austin Theory sucks. Guys, I hear you. I hear every single person that is screaming through watching this video right now trust me but you could not and i mean you cannot had austin theory lose this championship this close to wrestlemania you just cannot do it um i understand like you i understand at some point yes theory would have to lose this title but it's how are you going to get it off of him and mm -hmm. in that moment last night it was not the time I understand you had Montez, you had Damian Priest, you had Johnny Gargano and all these but these guys that can take the ball and run with it. I completely agree. But that moment was just not the time and the, as for the match itself, everybody did their everybody did their 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 thing. Yeah, uh, they did. I Montez Ford like I mentioned was was a star was pretty much made in him last night. Uh, Damian Priest for most of the match was dominant. Johnny Gargano reminding people that he's Johnny freaking wrestling. Yeah, it really did. Better freaking booking. Like as of yesterday, mm -hmm. Triple H, Vince, again, whoever the fuck is running this fucking company. Agreed. Uh, and yeah, so just, and then uh, the whole Logan Paul Rollins thing. I, I'm with you too, Brian. I'm just, I just don't listen. I, I have tremendous respect for Logan Paul. I do. I really, I really think he's starting to, He's starting to feel comfortable and he's starting to gel. You can tell the way he hit that that lariat onto onto Rollins yeah. and stuff. I just don't understand where you go with this feud. If that is where it looks like where they are going with this at Mania, it's like, is Rollins going to be because he's supposed to be a baby face, right? That's what people tell me. Oh, James, he's an anti-hero baby face. He's this and he's that. What I see, guys, is a freaking heel. I'm sorry. That's just. Did you what he have you happened to, to see the uh, WrestleMania uh, trailers, the Hollywood? Right, and they. <laughs> Thank <laughs> right? you, Brian. Thank you for reminding me, guys. <laughs> if he he's a babyface and he's playing the villain of a of a fictional character in the Joker. Right. Like, and like the good Joker, the the, the, the uh, Heath Ledger Joker, like the the ultimate, you know, sadistic Joker. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah. Like, if I'm a casual fan, Brian, and I see that, I'm like, oh, is he one of your heel characters? Because he's playing the role of a fictional character. Oh, no, he's a baby face. I'd be like, I'm <laughs> sorry, what? Right. <laughs> like, just It's, guys, it's the excuses that I hear, Brian, about, oh, but Rollins, he, he, he's a, he's a different type of, uh, of a baby face. He's an mm. anti-hero. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, they want to, you know, they want to compare it to the end. I've heard like people compare like, oh, well the NWO, they were supposed to be heels, but they were cheers. Like guys do not fucking compare the fucking NWO and WCW to this fucking situation. Please. Do yeah. Not, not close. Grinds my freaking gears yeah. enough because, because here's the thing, guys. People actually wanted to casual fans and wrestling fans, or not even just wrestling fans, just fans in general, wanted to see NWO. The ratings, mm -hmm. guys, and statistics, like we talk a lot about on this platform, prove Through my the point. They had they, I mean, I want to say I think their highest rated segment was in the in the in the Monday Night Wars was pretty much near a nine million. 
in, yeah. in, on a Monday night run. And I believe it was in the month of January of 1999. And now they can barely get over a 2 million. Why is yeah. that guys? It's because they have their characters that just don't make sense. Nobody knows who's who. And there's no freaking storylines, no nothing to get invested in. Oh, but James, you know, people watch, D they watch stuff on DVRs and they watch this on streaming. Guys, that's not a good excuse. If people right. are that invested and people are that wanting to tune in, they will want to watch it live. I promise mm -hmm. you enough of these fucking excuses enough, enough of yep. you know, giving Rollins and this character a fucking mulligan. I'm done. Like I'm just, I'm so done. This feud with Logan Paul, yes, is the match going to be good? Yes, I'm sure it's going to be. People are going to call it a banger and, and maybe the match of the night probably. But, guys, I don't know what the deal of this is. I just yeah, I I like either. Logan. I like Rollins. That doesn't mean anything. You had, you had Logan Paul play a baby face. Rollins is supposed to be a baby face. Where, where do you go from here? That's why I can't yeah. get on board with this because nothing makes sense. <clears throat> oh, and now <laughs> it's finally time, Brian. It's time to get into the main event. So just to recap. So, yes, the, the United States Elimination Chamber match does go into the good. Um, I believe, yes, there was some bad with, with the whole Logan Paul situation and Seth, which I'm just not on board with because it just doesn't make sense. Obviously, theory and people are upset with theory, and I hear all of that. But the match itself, Montez, a star, was pretty much born in, as his role as an individual competitor moving forward. Priest, Gargano, everybody in between doing their thing. And guys, whether you like it or not, WWE made the right decision by putting Austin Theory over. I understand that that upsets some people, but it's tough shit. If you guys want to, <laughs> if you guys want to, you know go to a, a platform where everybody kisses everyone's ass. Well, trust me, there's a bunch of podcasters and YouTubers that just say everything, that everything is awesome. Everything <laughs> is cool. when you're part of, right. Go, go to those people. We, we do not do that here. It's just what it is. Trust me, me and Brian, we have different perspectives. We just, you know, we, we had do different perspectives about this whole United States championship situation, but at the end of the day, we don't bullshit. We don't sugarcoat shit. We do yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, four in the good, which is one was was the uh, United States Championship Elimination Chamber match. One was the Women's Elimination Chamber match and Asuka going over, finally getting her freaking moment, getting her WrestleMania moment um, in, a, in 47 days, I believe WrestleMania is. And the third was Edge, Beth Phoenix versus the Judgment Day and that mixed tag. And that ugly is going to be uh, Bobby lashley versus brock lesnar if you guys saw the match then i don't even need to explain it <laughs> yeah so, without with all that being said it is time to get into the main event your main event was roman reigns versus Sami Zayn for the wwe undisputed universal championship <clears throat> guys this match was legit over 30 minutes this was mm -hmm. legit over a 30 minute match roman reigns hits the ring first the champion comes out first which was interesting uh but with with massive boosts the yeah. montreal lets this dude have it roman reigns though is in his element he doesn't give a fuck uh f you roman chance peacock actually had to lower volume uh mm. because of those chants they legit lowered their volume which felt like for about 10 minutes and then they finally i guess peacock raised uh 
brought the volume back up to normal level. I, I recognize that. Like the volume just got in, like increasingly, like they decreased the volume like like crazy. I can tell right away. And I'm like, did I just hit my remote or something? I'm like, no, that was legit <laughs> Peacock turning down their volume. But because of those FU Roman chants, but um, yeah, no solo Sokoa, no Usos at ring sign. It was just the wise man by his side, which AKA, which was Paul Heyman. Sami Zayn makes hits hits the ring with Olay chance or Olay chance before uh Sami Zayn hits the ring. Just again, just an electric atmosphere. You knew this crowd was going to be hot. It was yeah. going to be electric, and you know Montreal did not disappoint. Were they at all ever with yeah. the field with this match? Yeah. Um, Sami Zayn music hits. Montreal sings along. I love that Sami Zayn has his old theme music back. It's just it fits yep. this character now. Now that he's pretty much the, they call you know referring back to his old days in NXT, the heart and soul of now WWE, and I so I freaking I enjoy that a lot. I love the fact that it's back. I just the fact that he is so over. I think that that having that that theme music back is just only fitting. Um, but yeah, um, guys, for five minutes they did not do a single thing. They yep. just stared at one another, and they just let the crowd just tell the story of itself they all of the every single like that crowd guys was just was just so freaking they were amazing man yeah it was probably i can't say enough about them a lot of cm punk and cena back in 2011 and that chicago crowded that same Uh type of feel i grew up um you know in middle as a kid growing up watching professional wrestling that same type of vibe back in 2011 so it was it was it was that that same vibe, even not just in this match, but throughout the whole night. It was just such a good feeling, um, and that's and crowds like this are are what's needed, and for people to be this invested into something is what's needed. In yeah. Wrestling. Because how many times, Brian, have we seen crowds that are pretty much half asleep, like half dead, because they don't yep. give a fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so yeah, guys, for five straight minutes, they didn't do nothing. They just stared off at one another. Roman Reigns, he's getting annoyed. You could see in his face because they're, he realized this situation like, wow, like I'm really, I'm on an, I'm on an Island quote unquote, mm-hmm. like no pun intended uh, by himself uh, in this match. Um, I said, the crowd is hot for Zane, you know, saying it's, you know, he's pumping himself up. He's pumping the crowd. And then they finally come to blows again. The match itself was just done tremendously. The pace was slowed <laughs> down. Roman Reigns, Guys, I said this before. I must say this again. His his trash talking off the microphone yes. is just as impressive yep. with the microphone in hand. This Man, guy is awesome. that fucking good. And I just can't praise this dude enough. I mean, where this guy was seven years ago, Brian, it's un- it's unbelievable how yep. good this guy is in the snap of a finger, how he's just able to elevate now his his work and his and his character to new heights. It's unbelievable. His Sami Zayn's wife was at ringside and Roman Reigns, you know, he's, this is where Roman was just pretty much dominating the match. Sami Zayn had his moments here and there crowd was getting hot, but Roman Reigns was really starting to get the upper hand. And he goes to Sami Zayn's wife, who's pretty much sitting right the front, uh, front row near the barricade in the front, in the front row at ringside. And he's, and Roman's like, listen, he's like, Oh, well, before that, Roman's just talking crap. He's like, I've been waiting all week for this, and this is all you got? He's like, I want I want to hear it. Like, he's just talking all this shit. I just mm-hmm. freaking love Roman. Um, just he, like, he is just in his freaking element. And, you know, he, and I truly believe that. Like, he says, I've been waiting all week for this. I truly believe that he really, yeah, really means sure. that. You know what I mean? Um, 
But yeah, then that's when he gets to Sami Zayn's wife. Sami Zayn's wife, she looks concerned. Is Sami Zayn's pretty much getting his ass kicked right now at this point? And he's like, listen, and he and he's literally like talking to his wife. He's like, you know, this is not what I wanted. I wanted to provide for you. Like I wanted, I wanted this, right? I mm-hmm. wanted to provide for your family. I gave him the keys to the kingdom, and he betrayed me. Like this is this is his fault, right? This is not my fault. This is his fault. And just talking all this crap. And his, I think there was his kids behind him, or maybe some other relatives there. Just yeah, I'm sure there was Sami Zayn family all over the place. <laughs> His family, yeah, just it's just so freaking well done. Roman yep. Reigns just can't say enough of how well in the moment this guy freaking was. Just absolutely tremendous. Uh, Sami Zayn gets a second wind, and then he and with a kiss from his wife on the <laughs> when he uh, when when he uh, when he throws Roman back into the ring. I thought that was kind of funny. Got a big pop from the crowd. Um, but yeah, Zayn hits a, su- a Superman punch and a Halula kick and a near fall at two. And like everyone's just on the edge of the seat at this point. Like, are they really going to do this? Are they really going to give the titles to, to Zayn? Are they really going to have Roman drop the titles this early to Mania? You know, because that, you know, because we can see WWE doing that, Brian. We can mm-hmm. see them just, you know, pull, <clears throat> pulling the trigger and says, you know what? We're in Montreal. This is a big moment. Let's just freaking do it. And I, I could see it happening. And this is what I was nervous about as well on top of the opening match, which was the, women right. in, the women's elimination chamber match, like I was mentioning earlier. Um, So, yeah, Roman Roman goes for a spear to the outside. And uh, Sami Zayn sidesteps it and crashes through the barricade, like hard through the barricade spot. So there's your barricade spot. <laughs> we thought it was going to be from Brock and Bobby, but it was actually yeah, right. for Roman there. Um, you know, if you're going to have a barricade spot, this is the type of story type of match you'd, you'd want to do it in. It's like, Oh, great. We sent me how many times we've seen a barricade spot with Bobby and Brock. So I'm glad they at least saved it for that type of moment. So, cause we knew it was coming, but we just didn't know when it was going to come. So, um, it was cool to see that type of spot in that, in this type of, uh, setting here, the ref gets taken out and, uh, in this match and, uh, Jimmy Uso gets involved. So WWE was able to pull some strings and get Jimmy Uso in mm-hmm. Montreal, because there was obviously rumblings about his DUI history. Is he going to be in Canada? Is he not? Well, WWE was able to pull some strings, and uh, they got it done. As Jimmy Uso was a part of this segment, as he gets involved, he hits he hits uh, Zayn with a super kick and a Uso splash. He puts Roman onto Zayn for the cover, but Zayn kicks out as a new referee is now in the match. Now, uh, Roman Reigns hits Zayn with a spear. Um, from a distraction from Jimmy Uso. And again, so Sami Zayn just near fall after near fall. Roman Reigns is just like, he's getting more and more and more freaking irritated. You can tell by his face, he's getting more irritated, Um, you know, and just more, more shit talking from Roman. And this is where like, it gets serious. He's like, listen, he's like, like I was trying to elevate you. I'm trying to, I was trying to help you. And this is how you repay me. This is how, this is how, you know, this is where we're at now. Like I have right. to literally beat you with the inch of your life. Just this again, just Roman and his storytelling. I can go on for two hours, but again, I'll, I'll save that for also another day for a different day as well. Um, the, the second referee gets taken out. Interesting. Um, so both men are down at this point. Roman Reigns asks Heyman for a steel chair. So uh, Paul Heyman's going for a steel chair and Jay Uso, Jay Uso arrives as now he's in the center of the middle of the ring. And then, so Roman and Jey Uso, they come face-to-face, kind of a similar situation at the Royal Rumble. He hands 
Jay Uso the steel chair. Well, Sami Zayn is pretty much half unconscious, and that he wants to deliver the blow to Sami Zayn. Pretty much a similar situation. Roman Reigns turns his back, and I'm like, bro, did you not learn your lesson about a month ago? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, did, like if they if they actually did that in that situation, I'm like, oh lord, did Roman not learn his lesson from last time? And anyway, uh, just thought that was funny, but. Yeah. So, and, and Jay doesn't really do anything. He's just conflicted. He doesn't know if he should do it, you know, cause obviously, you know, Jay, he even said it on SmackDown. He doesn't know what he wants to do. He doesn't know if he's in yeah. or he doesn't know if he's out. Um, Zane goes for a spear. Roman sidesteps it and hits Jay Uso accidentally with the spear um, instead. So that takes Jay Uso pretty much out of the equation. Um, and then Roman, as the second ref, is already still knocked out. He starts to wear Zane down with the chair and then finally finishes off with one final spear. The ref gets back to his feet, <laughs> coincidentally, gets back to his feet, counts the one, two, and three. And Roman Reigns wins this match as his historic title reign <sighs> continues. Now, before I get to you, Brian, there was stuff that also happened post match, and that was. Um, Jimmy Uso, he came back into the ring. He could tag Zane post-match. And Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens' music hits. Kevin Owens makes his return last night. He takes out Jimmy and Roman, for that matter, with both mm -hmm. with stunners. KO puts Jimmy through the announce table. Um, and then KO, he goes, he goes in to try to uh, beat on Roman Reigns some more. Heyman tries to get... Uh, get involved yeah. he starts like wailing at the back of he's just like screw it no one else is here i might yeah. as well go down with the fight i might There's as well like a like swinging. the way a toddler he's just swinging with all right he's just swinging with all of his might at the back and this and this was funny uh he was like i loved you i always loved you i didn't like roman <laughs> i was just the way he's i was just paul yeah he's just a freaking gem he's just so funny he is um, and then, and, and Owens is just like, dude, sit the fuck down, bro. He hits him with a freaking stunner. Um, Zane, Zane also hits Roman with a Halula kick to end the night. You know, Roman or Kevin Owens was going to continue what he started. And then he he saw Zane getting up and then Roman was like, you know, slowly getting back to his feet. And Owens is like, you know what? I'm going to allow you to do the finishing touches. Like he moves out of the way. Like you go ahead, bro. And he hits him with that Halula kick. And yes, so Zane, you could say, I guess, stands tall at the end of all of this. Same with Kevin Owens. Mm -hmm. Kevin Owens walks away, and Zane is left alone, kind of like taking in the moment with the with his uh, with the Montreal crowd, even though he came up short in this match. And the show goes off the air, and that is your show, and that is Elimination Chamber. It's a lot to get to into this final match. Um, and, and our, and to make, as we make our final tallies as well, but Brian, without further ado, I'm going to have you start this off your thoughts on this match and post-match and everything in between the floor is yours. Yeah. With this match, man, listen, I'm, I might totally geek out here because this, I, so I, to be honest with you, I didn't even take many notes for this match because once they got in the ring and those chants lasted for five minutes, when I tell you, like, that was an Attitude Era crowd, and, like, I just stopped taking notes and watched it as a fan oh, because I, I wanted to be I was in, in that it, same and, boat as you, dude. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, so, God, I, you know, 
again, we've we've since we've started this podcast, we've praised the whole bloodline and Sami Zayn, and last night was just continuing it. Um, again, the way Roman is working the crowd as a heel now, like God, I can't stress it enough. That is professional wrestling, like. Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, A.R. Fox, great in your own right, but God damn it. If you want to, like, you, what he did last night, both of them standing there for five minutes, letting the crowd go up and down, up and down. Again, the facial expressions when Roman's like, you know, sometimes he's like, oh, I don't give a shit. And then other times it's like it's really getting under his skin. When he takes him on the outside, you know, to his wife and is is yelling, you know, from the ring to his wife and family and whatever, all that crowd interaction, man, that is what a professional wrestling heel is supposed to be like, and he is just knocking it out of the park right now. Um, yeah, the match itself, again, going back to like just the the attitude era feel for me, there was. You know, uh, more at least three times where, again, as I've said, and we've said, like, the right call here is Roman going into Mania as the champion. That That's the right call. But there were two occasions here where Sami Zayn, um, you know, either kicked out or uh, had a pinning, you know, a, a pin on Roman. And, man, it was 2.999 and, like... I'm on the edge of my seat, like, holy shit, they're doing it. You know, I mean, it was so many of that. When uh, when Jimmy came out, right? I mean, he hit, he hit Sammy with, like, five super kicks. You know, I, I think he did do the Uso splash, pulls Roman on, on top of him, and like, all right, that's it. Again, 2.99999, you know, and, and, and then the way, so right after that, the way Jimmy is selling outside, the way Paul Heyman is selling outside, just everybody when jay uh or if i said jay i meant jimmy the way jimmy was selling outside but then when jay comes in right and there's that there's that interaction with him and roman and you know he's still conflicted the the selling there is freaking yeah man just everybody involved is killing it um again i I can't say enough about the crowd the crowd was like you know you want to think about like uh you know, you hear it like football stadiums, right? The 12th man, the crowd. In wrestling, you know, it's not necessarily you're not rooting for, or you're rooting for good guys and sometimes bad guys, whatever. But the crowd is that 12th man. Like, when you have a crowd like that, everything is so much better. Every every match, even <laughs> even the Lashley and, and Lesnar matches, shit as it was, it was at least tolerable because of the freaking crowd, even though that was the, the crowd's lowest point as well. Um, and then, so getting to after the match, here's where I just, I'm not sure. Because um, again, as we've talked about, I still want Sammy to face Roman and 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 get that title off of him. But given that what happened last night, right? Sammy spear winds up spearing Jay, even though it was meant for Roman. Obviously, Roman and Jimmy and Paul are going to try to convince Jay, like, you know, no, that was intentional and blah, blah, blah. 
and you had Kevin Owens returning and coming out to help Sammy. Is that leading more towards an Usos versus KO and Sammy, you know, as a tag? Maybe. Um and again, I think that that I'm not I'm not gonna say that would be bad. I think that would be good as well. I just that's I just don't want to see that. I want Sammy, you know, in the title picture against Roman, not as a tag with you know, going against the Usos. That's really my only drawback or downer to it is that it just seems like that was really kind of set up last night as there's gonna be some sort of tag here. And to me, I just think that's the wrong call. I think, again, I, I've said it for months. I think the right call is splitting the titles and putting one on Cody, putting one on Sammy. Uh, but we'll see. Um, other than that, man, a great main event to end the night. Um, just really well done throughout. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was times where, again, I, like I, I wish I could – like bottle the feeling and I'm sure wrestling fans have got it in their own right for whatever their high point or, you know, their match or their wrestler who they wanted to see. But when that main event came on last night, man, I was damn near transported to attitude era rock stone cold rock McMahon, where you did, you were on the edge of your seat the entire time you're getting goosebumps. It was freaking beautiful, man. They they're killing it. Um, I'm I'm gonna put this match as as two goods, uh, just because it's it was so damn good. Every like I said, Ko, Jay, Jimmy, Paul, Sammy, and Roman, all of them just freaking killed it, and and it was an awesome, awesome way to to go off the air. Um, because while again while Sammy lost, you know it's Sammy and Ko standing tall in the ring after they've just taken out the entire bloodline minus Solo. But uh, yeah, man, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts, but I thought it was freaking fantastic. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, well said, well said. And <laughs> honestly, I'm not going to waste any time, at least putting my first tally in this. Um, and it's no secret. I, I'm not going to waste y'all's time. I'm just going to just get this over with here. <laughs> match, um, this match gets, it, it gets a good. Um, yeah. There's no doubt. I mean, everything. Um about this match from start to finish. I mean, guys, they didn't rest. They didn't even touch each other for five fucking minutes. And, and just the feel of it was yep. just, was just incredible. Um, and, and Montreal deserves um, tremendous kudos. Just, they were hot all night long mm-hmm. and just, yeah, just a tremendous, tremendous crowd. And just like you said, it brought back that those old school type of, old school types of vibes of when, when, when wrestling crowds were hot and you felt that electricity, you know? Yeah. But as far, as far as this match is concerned, I mean, Roman Reigns, I I said this on numerous occasions reviewing this match, how tremendous this guy is when talking shit Mm -hmm. uh, in ring or during matches. It's fucking, it's phenomenal. Uh, It's, it's better. It's, he is, I, I understand, guys, if you don't like Roman and, and if you're not a fan of Roman, but you guys can't tell me that this dude is this is the same Roman Reigns that we talked about seven to eight years ago when we when we talked about, OK, something this guy needs to turn heel. He needs a character change. He needs something different. Well, you're you got something different. Yep. You've got a completely different Roman Reigns 
where he has worked his ass off. He's gotten in the gym. He's where he is. You can tell he's put in the work and he has deserved every single bit of what he is also getting. And that also includes Sami Zayn. And mm-hmm. guys, I understand we all love Sami Zayn. We have praised on this podcast numerous times of how we, how everything that Sami Zayn has gotten up to this point, he has deserved. But guys, Roman Reigns losing this match would not have made any ounce of sense at all. I'm no. sorry, guys. Sami Zayn versus or versus Cody Rhodes. Yes, in your head that on paper it might sound cool. And also, there was also the the rumor, Brian, about, oh, could this match potentially be a triple threat? And I also hope that to God that that's not the Me case too. either. Right. Look, this is code. I've said this also for months, too, when Cody Rhodes won the Rumble. This was this his his title to win. It's Cody Rhodes or bust. And I still mean that to this day. And I understand, guys, like we talk about unpredictability and, oh, this is so predictable. Cody Rhodes is going to win it. But, guys, I hear you. But here's the thing. It's the way that everything is coming to play. Mm -hmm. It's the way that everything is being told. It's the way everything is being played out is what's making this special. And it's what I have to give WWE kudos because yes, we understand that we might've saw this coming from months ago. I completely get it, but this is stuff that they had to make business wise. They had to make these decisions, right? You have to make Cody wrote it's Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. We've said that for months and months and months. We said that before we even started these episodes, before we did episode number one. We've stated on our Facebook, on Instagram, it's Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns, and that is it. They fucked it up with Edge and Roman. They put freaking uh, Daniel Bryan in there. They messed it up with Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. They threw fucking Charlotte Flair in there. Enough mm-hmm. of these freaking triple threats, enough of this, this wacky stuff that WWE likes to do. <laughs> Just make it one-on-one champion versus challenger. That's all you freaking need. Let Roman Reigns and let Cody Rhodes do their thing because it is going to be freaking magic mm-hmm. is what they're For going sure. to do. Because I understand that we all love Sammy, but let's not forget, guys, Cody Rhodes has just been as good, if not better, than Sami Zayn in evolving his character and the way he can perform For sure. as 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 a as a wrestler, you know. Um, but, but no doubt. And, and as far as where Sami Zayn goes, I hear you there. There is definitely a part of me that still wants to see Roman versus Zayn night one. And then Cody versus Roman night two. The problem is it doesn't seem like they're going to split up this titles, but if they are, then you, there's no doubt that that's the, the way you need to go because mm-hmm. I hate now that it's gotta, it's gotta come to the fact where, Sami Zayn is now dealing with it's like a consolation prize. It's kind of right, going right. tag championships, right? And we've seen Kevin Owens and him in the ring numerous of times. Yes, it can still it could still work. And maybe it still could work. And that's sure. why, Brian, I'm honestly going to give it a chance because that's what this whole story between Roman, Sammy, KO, and even Cody, now that he's entered the story, mm-hmm. deserves the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely. Because now you have the question about Jey Uso. You know, is he going to take that spear personally? You know, 
does yep. does me do they have the tag match and maybe does Jay Uso walk out on Jimmy and then that's how they lose the titles in that epic mem- memorable type of moment mm-hmm. uh does Jay Uso just flat out just turn on Sammy and now it's just flat out two on two Sammy and KO versus the Usos and then that's yeah. how you 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 change the titles at uh at WrestleMania um so there's ways that it could still work and for sure I understand me personally, like I, I feel for Sami Zayn because now he's probably most likely going to deal with this tag team situation with Kevin Owens. But here's the thing, guys, it doesn't matter what I feel personally. It just doesn't. Yeah. And and here's what I'm also, and I'm also going to give another good before I go any further. And I, and you put a good in this too, Brian, and that was the Montreal crowd. That Montreal crowd gets his own good as well because you're absolutely, absolutely right. Um, they, like I said, even on SmackDown the night before, I mean they were exactly, just as hot. SmackDown yep. the night before, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just to end this, um, and and we appreciate every everyone uh, for tuning in to this uh, to this episode. We appreciate you guys, um, you know, being a part of this community and everything in between. Um, to to end this, look, I understand people are could be upset with Sammy, you know, this was Sammy Zayn's time. This was the moment. This was this, this was blah, blah, blah. Guys, Roman Reigns has now held this title for 900 plus days. You cannot, and I mean, you cannot have this guy lose right. this title reign at an elimination chamber, elimination chamber pay-per-view this close to WrestleMania. You cannot do it. I guys, I don't, I don't care how much momentum Sami Zayn has as much as it pains for me to say that for Sammy, because I want to see Sami Zayn become something in this company, mm-hmm. but I can't, I can't predict my heart right over what's best for the company. And right now, Roman Reigns deserve deserves to lose this title on a grand stage. And that is WrestleMania. Um, so, and as far as post-match, Paul Heyman didn't make it funny with the whole, you know, wailing at Kevin Owens' back and everything. (laughs) Um, I'm willing to give this a chance because it could be epic. Now, this could change. Now, you know, this is not a situation where it's like Brock and Bobby, like, okay, where the hell are we going with this now? But it it's not the case with Sammy and, and Kevin Owens, where it could still work. Well, there's there's multiple avenues still, that they exactly, could go down, and they're all good options. You can go. Yeah. Hell, you can still have the rematch at night one against Sami Zayn. You can still do right. that. Mm-hmm. I would totally be on board with that. Um, and like I said, I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a fan of rematches after rematches. But if that's a rematch you want to do, be my guest. But as long as also Cody Rhodes is getting that moment for night two. Yeah. Right. Um. So again, I I like it because there's still a lot of positives you can go with this, and of mm-hmm. course the match, the crowd, Sammy and, and Roman doing their thing. You mentioned Paul Heyman and the Usos all doing their thing, and just everything about this main event and the build up and everything was just spot on, and it deserves his praise. And yes, we may not have liked the situation where. One certain superstar is going in one, you know, one superstar is going in one direction and one superstar is going into another. However, the right call was made. And to me, that's all that matters. And that's what we need to focus on is that did they make the right decision? And WWE did just that last night. Mm -hmm. Guys, I want to thank everybody 
for tuning in. This was our second edition of the good, the bad, and the ugly. So to end this with our final tally, so I'm going to cross off this ugly. So that ugly gets crossed off, and that is two bads. However, those two bads did not outweigh the good that was in this pay-per-view. So, Brian, I have six in the good. One was both actually were both the elimination chamber matches, both for the men and the women. The mixed tag match between Edge and Beth and the Judgment Day. And then, of course, the Montreal crowd, like we just mentioned before, how electric they were from start to finish. And, of course, your main event, which was Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn. And Brock Lesnar and Bobby, unfortunately, got the short end, end of the stick, being in the ugly, which counts as two bads. But even with that ugly, ladies and gentlemen, WWE Elimination Chamber, February 18th, 2023, was indeed a solid and a very good pay-per-view. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, go I, ahead, I Brian. The, your I final got the thoughts. same issue. Yeah, six goods. I had the two ugly, or you could just put one and a half because the match itself was good. It was just the the one ugly spot with Bronson Reed that just th that move and those two people doing it just unnecessary. But all in all, man, yeah, fantastic pay per view. Yeah, um, it, those it, the Lashley match uh, doesn't come close to outweighing everything else that was good in it. Man, it was it was really good from from start to to finish, pretty much. Absolutely. Took the words right out of my mouth. Absolutely. Guys, once again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this was episode number 21, WWE Elimination Chamber, February 18th, 2023. Our second edition of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Make sure you guys tune in for Tuesday when we go over Monday Night Raw, the fallout mm -hmm. of the Elimination Chamber. There's going to yeah. be, I'm sure, a lot to talk about with that as well of course we will be talking some aew as well as an announcement tony khan has which is going to be <laughs> quite interesting to say uh, the least and then of course guys we are back next week on saturday uh for uh, a friday night smackdown review as well as another edition of our top five wrestlers of the week uh unfortunately brian thomas won't be able to do that smackdown review so your boy will once again go solo and will hold down the fort for the both of us uh for that review so make sure you guys stay tuned for that but of course make sure you guys stay tuned of course for monday night raw we will go over that on tuesday so make sure you guys spread the word stay tuned and that is going to be it for today's episode thank you guys for tuning in my name is james porcelli i'm brian thomas and we are signing off saying salute, peace out, and take care, everybody.